Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Last week, I talked about God's gift of grace, part two. Today, I will discuss God's holy communion. Adam's disobedience in the Garden of Eden caused mankind to be born into sin and separated from God. In biblical times, the blood of animals like rams, sheep, or turtle doves were offered up to God as burnt offerings for the sins of fallen men and women. It was the duty of the priest to offer animal sacrifices on behalf of the sins of the people. The purpose of the burnt offerings was to make atonement for the sin of the offerer and thus to gain God's acceptance. These sacrifices offered atonement of sins and allowed the people to have fellowship with God. Now, Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary for mankind to redeem them from sins and to make them righteous before God Almighty. No longer do animals have to be sacrificed for the sins of mankind. Praise God. God has graced those that have accepted his son, Jesus, as Lord and Savior to take part in the precious holy event called communion. It is for believers only. It is a direct reflection of what took place at Christ's death and how it impacts every believer today. The Holy Communion is referred by many names, such as the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Table, Eucharist, Meal, Holy Sacrifice of Mass, the Body and Blood of Christ, love feast or agape feast, breaking of bread and divine liturgy. Before the end of this broadcast, I will give you, if you're a Christian, an opportunity to take communion with me. If you are not a Christian, you must repent of your sins and ask Jesus to live within you by accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. Then you are welcome to take this Holy Communion. What is the meaning of this communion or love Lord's Supper? The Lord's Supper is an ordinance instituted by Christ to serve as a continual remembrance of his saving death and as a means to draw us into fellowship and communion with him. The Lord's Supper is celebrated by almost all of Christianity. Yet there are many different interpretations of this ordinance. It has at the same time united and divided the church. Now there are many different views, but we're going to focus on four different views of the Lord's Supper. We will look at uh, the Catholic view, the Lutheran view, the uh, Calvin's view, and uh, Zwigli's view. The Catholic view often shared also with the Eastern Orthodox view. Um, the bread and the wine of the Lord's Supper actually become the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This is the teaching of the Roman Catholic Church, which 
which takes the words of Christ in the Gospels literally. Each time the elements of the Lord's Supper are consecrated by a priest, a literal metaphysical change takes place. And this change is called transubstantiation. The substance of the bread and the wine are transformed into a literal body and blood of Christ. And um, this change, when this change takes place, according to the Catholic Church, the bread and the wine become the real body and blood of Jesus. Additionally, grace is imparted through the elements to those practicing Catholics participating in the ceremony. Let's look at the Lutheran's view. This is known um, by Martin Luther or the Lutheran church. The bread and wine do not actually become the body and the blood of Christ, but the physical body of Christ is actually present in with and under the bread and wine. This is sometimes known as consubstantiation. He was convinced, Martin was convinced that the ideal of the priest sacrificing Christ at the altar missed the point of Christ's one-time death and sacrifice. Luther argued that it was the word of God, not the sacrament itself, that is the source of spiritual life. However, he maintained that there had to be some type of literal understanding to the phrases, this is my body and this is my blood. He also saw the sacramental aspect of the Lord's Supper and saw it as a means of imparting grace on the participants. While Luther saw great distinction between his view and the Roman Catholic view, to the modern person, they appear similar. Now let's look at Calvin's view. And this is uh, talking about John Calvin. Uh, many of the reformed churches or the Presbyterian church um, look at communion in this way. The body and the blood of Christ is present in the bread and wine only in a figurative or symbolic sense. Those who receive the elements with faith can receive the actual body and blood of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, which works through the sacrament, a view sometimes known as receptionism. Calvin suggested that the bread and wine did not change into the body and blood of Christ, um, you know, like the Catholic view, nor did they contain the body and blood of Christ like the Lutheran view. Rather, Calvin believes that there is a presence of Christ at the Lord's Supper, but it is spiritual and not physical. The reformed view of, Calvin's rec of Calvin recognizes that Christ's institution of the Lord's Supper was done using figurative and symbolic language. However, the reformed view still insists that the elements are a means of grace and that Christ is present in the Lord's Supper in a spiritual way. Now, Squealy, let me pronounce it, um, Zwigli is Z-W-I-N-G, L I. Now, this particular view is common among the Baptist, uh, evangelical, uh, or Protestant churches. Take on this approach: the Lord's Supper is a common um, commemoration of Christ's death, and this was um, thought of by um, Elrich Zwingli. 
and is regarded as the author of this view. Now, he believed like heaven that the physical body of Jesus was in no way present in the elements of the Lord's Supper. However, his view different from Calvin in that he saw the Lord's Supper as a common um, commemoration of Christ's death. It is celebrated by the believer as an act of remembrance of Christ's death and his sacrifice. Now, this view emphasizes that the Lord's Supper is a devotional act on the part of the believer. Now, I discussed briefly four different types of views regarding communion. And I welcome you to take the Holy Communion with me this afternoon. Now, our lifestyle and our mindset must be right when taking communion. We want to examine ourselves and take communion worthily in the right manner with the right attitude. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 122. Um, I'm not going to read all the scriptures. I'm just going to give you um, the background of what it was about. Paul was rebuking the church of Corinth because they were taking communion improperly. There was immorality in the church. Someone was sleeping with his, with his father's wife. Some people were worshiping idols. So he told them they could not take of the cup of the Lord and in the cup of demons simultaneously. Uh, there were divisions among the people uh, while taking the Lord's Supper. One person would go hungry. Another one would be drunk. Some were taking the communion uh, as if it was their meal, their breakfast, lunch, or dinner. So we want to make sure we're taking it in the right attitude, in the right way. First Corinthians 11 verses 23 through 30 in the New King James Version says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, who ever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. So before taking communion, let us examine ourselves. We don't want to be like the church at Corinth. Let us make sure we're not living in sexual immorality, uh, serving idols, causing division, or taking this for our meal, lunch, in this case, lunchtime. We are taking this communion with Jesus in mind. We are remembering what he did on Calvary and why that is so important for us today. He has taken the keys of death away from Satan. Therefore, he has equipped us with authority and power over Satan. 
Also, Jesus' blood removes all matter of sins, sicknesses, diseases, poverty, lack, oppression, depression, and more. Are you ready to get whatever you have? Whatever you have around you, whether it's crackers or bread, juice or wine, it's all sanctified in the name of Jesus. We can do this as often as we want. Just make sure you examine yourself first and forgive all those that hurt you and forgive yourself and forgive those who you hurt. If you can, ask others to forgive you or let others know that you have forgiven them. If there is sin in your life, repent of it now. We want God to be pleased as we take the Holy Communion. We do not want to bring sickness or death upon ourselves. Now you can we are ready to take communion. You can hold up the bread in your hand and say, thank you, Jesus, for your broken bread. I meant to say, thank you, Jesus, for your broken body. Thank you for bearing my symptoms and sicknesses at the cross so that I may have your health and wholeness. I declare by your stripes, by the beatings you bore, by the lashes which fell on your back, I am completely healed. I believe and receive your resurrection in my body today. You may eat. Now take of the cup. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that has washed me and made me totally whole. Your blood has brought forgiveness and made me righteous forever. And as I drink, I celebrate, I take part in your inheritance of the righteous, which includes preservation, healing, wholeness, and all your blessings. You may drink. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus' body and blood have made us totally whole. We have forgiveness, salvation, healing, deliverance, prosperity, peace, joy as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection. We will forever proclaim his death until he comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. I trust you were blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you.